Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're talking today about you know the second part of love is a love is the foundation of Christianity, and um, our scripture is First John four seven to ten. First John four seven to ten. It says, "Dear friends, let us continue to to love one another, for love comes from God." And anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. And anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. So, you know, when the Bible says that God is love, this tells us that the character of God is love. Love is what is gushing out of God. We need to know that he loves, you know, when when that when they say that God loves us, he loves us passionately. He wants the best for us. It's something is like I want to kind of drive in. That he he loves you passionately. He wants the best for you. You know, um, Psalm Psalm eight verse four says, Psalm eight verse four says, "What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him?" So God is always thinking about us. He's always you know you know you always has thoughts about us he wants the best for us you look at this also this aspect of um in this other verse um psalm 37 psalm 37 verses 23 and 24 psalm 37 verse 23 and 24 the lord directs the steps of the godly he delights in every detail of their lives though they stumble they will never fall for the lord holds them by the hand so let me read that again psalm 37 23 to 24 he says the lord directs the steps of the godly he delights in every detail of their lives though they stumble they will never fall for the Lord holds them by hand. You think about this, you know, this aspect of that, that verse 24. It says, Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by hand. So the Lord is saying that no matter what happens to you, no matter your circumstances, or no matter where you see yourself, I'm holding you at all times. This is what love is all about. I'm holding you. I'm, I'm, I'm holding you. You know, it, it, it's, it's like the same example of a parent. A parent's love for, his cho- for their children. The parents are always holding the, the hands of the children, either physically, emotionally, financially, prayerfully. A parent does not want their child or children to fall or to stumble. There's a, they have a protective hand on them but i want to correct some kind of mis- misconception you know you know when you see the scripture you know look at let's go back to that same scripture again it says though they stumble they will never fall for the lord holds them by the hand because you know you you would think in your mind that you know where he says though they stumble you know stumbling you think about maybe you miss your step it says, they will never fall. But you say to yourself, but I fall sometimes. What are you saying that? They, why is the Bible saying they will never fall? Though they stumble, but they will never fall. Whoa. And But it says, for he, the Lord holds their hands. You see, it, it, sometimes you know we read scripture and we, we misunderstand it very quickly. You know, some of us have stumbled and fallen. But the Lord is always there to pick us up. That's what he's saying. He said, though they what? They, though they stumble, 
but they will never fall. You know, he's always there to pick us up. He's always there to dust us up. He's always there to put us together. That's why his hand is always there. Didn't uh, uh, Peter fall? Didn't he sink? But what happened? He reached out and said, God, you know, please help me. And the Lord gave a, gave a hand and pulled him up. But you see, you have to read this same scripture. You can't, with, that's the beautiful thing about, uh, about the Bible. There are different translations. So you have to look at it in the different translation before you conclude that this is exactly what it is. You look at it in, I looked at it in a different translation. That same um, Psalm 37, 24. And it says, if they, if they stumble badly, they will still survive. For the Lord lifts them up with his hands. So he says, they might stumble, they might, they might, they might fall, they might, but what happens? The reason why they are surviving is because God's hand, God's protective glamour, God's protective hand is on them. The love of God is the one that is holding them. So God, God has a protective hand around us. Psalm, Psalm 17 verse 8 says, Psalm 17 verse 8 says, Protect me as you, as you would the people of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings as you hover over me. It says God's, God is protective of you and I. God is protective of you and me. You know, I think about, you know, where I work. You know, you see that scientists, they wear protective glasses to protect their eyes. Let me tell you something. You know, I have, I wear glasses and I ask the, the safety person, says, could I use my glasses like this, the way it is in the lab? They said, no. You have to put the shield guard on the side because what things, chemicals could enter your eyes through the shield. Through, without, without the shield, without the shield, chemicals could enter your eyes. So what happens? They put a guard on the side of your eyes so that what, what happens? Nothing can enter your eyes. So they said, unless I give them my glasses, then they will put a guard. Oh, they said, no, it will look ugly. So as, then the man says, why don't you use the recommended safety glasses? And that safety glasses, are, they are there to what? Protect your eyes from each corner. Each different corner of your eyes. So nothing can penetrate in. We are shielded because of the love of God for each and every one of us. The love of God is the one that protects us. Is this love? I, you know, look at another aspect. Um, I'm just describing the character of God. That's what I'm just describing, the character of God. And the character of God is love. And love is the foundation. Love is foundation of Christianity. Is the foundation to Christianity. So look at Psalm, Psalm 91 11. Psalm 91 11 says, Psalm 91 11 says, God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. This is TPT, passion. I read it again. God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from, from all harm. All. Not some, but all. This is very comforting. So even through COVID, God has his angels charge over you. Even through COVID, God has protective, his protective angels around you. So the thing about it is, there's no, there's no use to fear. There's no need to be afraid. God has given his angels charge over you. He's given strict and direct and special instructions for protection. He says, you are being protected by who? Angels. That he shall send. And you know, I, I, you know the Lord was taking me to 
you know, our president, President Trump, he has a son called Baron Trump. You know, when, when the Holy Spirit said Baron Trump, I was like, he has a son called Baron Trump. And Baron Trump has secret service details protecting him 24-7. They've been giving strict instructions to protect his every move. This, he's been giving, sorry, he's been giving strict instructions to do what? To protect his every move. However, our secret service details are not human. We have secret service details, but they are not human. They are not. Because you, the Lord was trying to tell me that, okay, Baron Trump has a secret service detail that is a human being. Somebody can come and shoot him. Shoot the detail, the detail and kill him. Somebody might decide to poison the detail. There, there, there are a lot of things that could happen. But our own detail is not human. It's not a human being. So it's not something you... So it's not someone that you can poison. You cannot even see the angel. I've seen angel... I've seen, I've seen two angels in my life. The one was human form that came to our church. And the second one was, was a spirit form. Was over 10 feet high. So I was thinking to myself, if can you imagine if you have two angels over 10 feet high around you? Do you know the kind of protection you have? This is what love is all about. This is what love is all about. God is so, he's loving and kind. He sends protective angels around you. He's guarding your every move. I encourage us to read that Psalm 91. And it's just not reading it. It's good to read it aloud. You see, the Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Read it aloud. Because when you read it aloud, you understand that this love that God has for you, it's, it's amazing. It's, this is it's an amazing love of God. You know? So when you think about the love of God, you think about the mercy and the grace of God. That's, that's what I think about. The, the love, it comprises of His mercy and His grace. You know, Lamentations 3, 22 to 23 says, Lamentations 3, 22 to 23 says, The steadfast love of the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God is saying that my, my love, it never ceases. It never runs dry. It never runs dry. It's always new. The way I look at it also is, it says, his mercy never comes to an end. You know why his mercy never comes to an end? Because it's, the way I understand it is this. Each time you go to bed and you wake up, God starts the clock over again. He starts the clock over again. The, the picture that God gave me was like a blank page. A blank page is... It, it, it gives you a blank page all over again. The next day, blank page all over again. The next day, blank page all over again. And you see, the thing is, when you understand that, that it's us that always remembers our sins. You know, it's us that always remember. He said he remembers your sin no more. He doesn't remember it. He doesn't remember what you did yesterday. But the thing is, it's us that will remember somebody else's. We remember that person and what he did. We remember what the person did. We look at somebody else and say, eh, eh, what about you? But God does not remember it anymore. His mercies are new every morning. Let me tell you something. God is faithful. That's why he says, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. He is always faithful. Let me tell you something. 
you are not you are you don't have the power you don't have the power you don't have the power but he has all the power he has all the power look let me shine some light over here he says when we when we when we need when we go through life challenges okay when we go through life challenges the thing about it is sometimes we need to understand that no matter what kind of challenges we go through his love surrounds us look the one thing i would like to stress is that to us is that god is not an author of bad things he cannot bring bad things. It doesn't make any sense when he says he brings bad things, then also he brings good things. He's fighting against his camp. You know, Matthew 12, 25 says, because like, uh, you know, people say that this coronavirus, I've heard preachers, preachers say that God has brought this coronavirus to teach us a lesson that will be far away from him. And that's why we need to pray that Second uh, uh, Chronicles, if it can heal our land. But it, it, it doesn't add up. Matthew 12, 12, 25 says, Now Jesus supernaturally perceived his thoughts and motives, so he comforted them by telling them his, this parable. Any kingdom that fights against itself will end up in ruins. And any family or community splintered by strife will fall apart. Look, strife is a terrible thing. It's not what I'm teaching about, but strife is a terrible thing. The devil brings strife because what he knows what God. Somebody was talking to me the other day. He said he knows what God is going to bring your way. So what does he do? He brings strife. He brings disconnection. He brings all kinds of things because he's trying to prevent what God is going to bring your way. So he comes and says, God brought you this sickness. God brought this problem to you. God did this. God did that. And what happens? As soon as you, as soon as you, you key into that, you have it. As soon as you key into that, that is God that brought it. There's no way, this teaching I'm, I'm telling you, you won't, you won't understand it because you'll be wondering how come God loves but at the same time he brings sickness. This God doesn't love. Like somebody said one time, he says, you know, when she read that um, teaching in Mark 11, how Jesus caused the fig tree, she said, but God is love. How is God going to not cause the fig tree? You know, but the thing about it is they don't understand scripture. God was teaching us about what? Whereby we can speak to things. We can speak to things. But that's not where I'm going. He says, there are several assurances that, that I, I would like to mention. He says, in Psalm 34 verse 19. Psalm 34 verse 19. He says, even when bad things happen to, to the good and godly ones, the Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what they face. This is amazing. For me, it's, when I read these two scriptures, it, it, the thing really touched my heart. He says, let me read Psalm 34 verse 19. It says, even when bad things happen to the good and godly ones, the Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what they face. So God is always shielding us. He's always, he's always on our matter. He's always there. But the thing about it is we forget. We think God is going to just let us go. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. First Corinthians 10, 13. He says, we experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God is faithful to us. I'll read it again. 
we experience times of testing, which is normal to every human being. But God is faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust him. Trust him what? More. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. That is the word. It means, you know what it tells me? It's an exciting thing. For God to say, you screen it and what? Filter it. The severity, the nature, the timing of every test and trials. But the key here is that God is saying, when people read this thing, people think, oh, so God brings this thing. He brings, this, he brings the, 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 the sickness and now he's sieving it out. Like somebody was telling me at, I, 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 I remember like yesterday, somebody was telling me that about good and bad things, that's what, you know, they said it in, uh, in, in the scriptures. And Job said it's good and bad things come from God. So why can't we accept the bad and also accept the good? But you don't understand what he's saying. But we just open our mouth and just blot it out. And you see, funny thing is that, but the scripture has already debunked that. In the New Testament, it's debunked that aspect. You know, but uh, this is what I'm saying is that God's, God is aware. He says, you're not going to, he's not going to, he's not going to, this thing is not going to, it's not going to uh, cause you harm. Because don't forget, I have you in my hand. And you see, this, 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 my, the thing that I kind of, I kind of, I love about this. He says, and each test is an opportunity to trust him more. It's an opportunity to believe that God has you in the palm of your hand. It's an opportunity to know that God loves you. It's an opportunity to know that this trial is not going to kill me. This trial, God has me in the palm of his hand. This trial, no, no. He loves me so much that he will never let any harm befall me. He's not going to let any harm befall me. There's no way. Now, the other aspect is that he says he will provide a way of what? Escape. When we go through trials, we need to know that God is not the author. He will show us a way to get out alive. And it's an opportunity to grow in the Lord. This is an opportunity to trust him. And this will show you that you and I have a way of escape. You see, the thing is sometimes we look as some of the some of the some of the um, uh, uh, trials that people faced in the Bible, and we think, okay, but look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know. But how come God didn't give them a way of escape? The thing about this, they did what in that whole thing I just read. They went through a trial. They what? They trusted God. They trusted God. Look at what you got. We have to read this thing. Let me read it again. Sorry, let me read it. Look at them. You have to look at English. I am not an English scholar, you know, but at least I know a bit of it. It says, and each test is an opportunity to trust him more. For, along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape. That will bring you out of it victoriously. The thing about it is this. God is expecting us to trust him. Every step. Trust him that he will never leave. He will never leave or forsake us. If we can trust him. It is him that will bring a way of escape. It is him that will bring a way of escape. Look. Daniel when he put him in the lion's den. He trusted. He said look forget it. I trust my God. I trust my God. And you see what I'm saying down the road. Because you understand, you understand in on this, you bring you, this thing brings your understanding. Because what happens is this if you look at those three Hebrew men, they said, even if he doesn't come, mm. 
I will still trust him. Because what I know, I know in whom I believe. You know, most people think, okay, if I die, if I die in this thing, it means that God didn't provide a way of escape. No, sir. He provided a way of escape too. Because let me tell you something. Paul says, if I, I don't want to be here, but he says, death is gain. He said, death is gain. You might think death is not gain. Death is gain. Because the thing is, when you understand, when you understand, you, you understand the, the gravity. Somebody, you, you think about a woman, a young woman, she didn't have a child. And she's, she's, she's helping everybody. She's going, God tells her, showing people's lives. And she's helping people. She knows the love of God. She knows this is the love of God. Sickness comes, she dies. People wonder, like, how come God allowed her to go? Have you, are you sure that the, the uh, assignment hasn't been over? God said, okay, it's time for you to go. Okay, pack your load, let's go. You have done with your assignment. Your assignment is over. Thank you. Okay. See you. And we're there stewing like, I, but, but God, we need to understand the love of God. We need to understand that love. Look at this aspect of way of escape we're talking about. You look at Acts 9, 23 to 25. Acts 9, 23 to 25. He says, at, 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 as time passed, the Jews plotted together to kill Saul. But it was revealed to him what they were about to do. They closely guarded the gates of the city and tracked his every move so that they could kill him. But during the night, some of Saul's converts helped him escaped, escape by lowering down through the, an opening, the wall, hiding him in a what? In a woven basket. What did what did what did they? They showed a way of escape. God provided a way of escape. It wasn't time for Paul to die. It wasn't time for me to go. Look at look at the the, the spies. The spies that uh, um, um, uh, that the, the the prostitute helped. Rehab. Um, Rehab, yeah, Rehab. You know, look at it now. Joshua, Joshua 2, 14 to 17. It says, we, Joshua 2, 14 to 17 says, we offer our own lives as a guarantee for your safety. The men agreed. If you don't betray us, we will keep our promise and be kind to you. When the Lord gives us this land, then since Rahab's house was built into the town's wall, she let them down by a rope through the window, escaped to the high, high country, she told them, hide there for three days from the men searching for you. Then when they have returned, you can go on your way. Before they left, the men told her, we, we will we what? Bound, we are, we are bound, we will be bound by the oath we have taken only if you follow these instructions. The love of God makes provision for us. It provides, it shows us a way of escape. I know some people might question the love of God. People might say, if God really loves me, why did I go through this situation? Or why am I going through such a situation. People tend to equate their situation with that of Job. Job went through extreme suffering because he opened the door for the devil to come in. Job is, was in constant fear. But through his pain, the, the Lord gave him the victory. Why? He stayed in it. When his wife says, Cause God and die, what did he do? He said, no. Forget it, I'm not. Go back to that same thing. He trusted God more. He trusted God more. And as he trusted God more, he understood the love of God. 
He understood. He understood what the love of God really meant. And when he understood the, what the love of God really meant, he knew. Look, the Bible says we're we what? We're not citizens of this world. We're pre we're pilgrims. We're just passing by. We're just going. We're going somewhere. Sometimes we think we're going to stay here forever. But we're not. We're, we're passing by. We're going somewhere. So the thing about it is, we go through challenges, but God is, your time is not time to, for you to go. It, God, God has you in the palm of your hands. He's holding on to you. It's his love. We need to know that the Lord will not force himself on us. Whenever we go through situation, we need to remember one thing. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He's always there with us at all times. So the key, the key for me, I believe, is that we need to have an understanding of this love of God. We need to have the understanding of the love of God. Because this love of God, the love of God is so strong. We need to have the understanding. Because the point is that Christians don't have the understanding of the love of God. Let's be honest. We don't have the understanding. We think the love of God is, you know, we, we, you know, we, yes, we know that is uh, is um, unconditional, but we don't understand the love of God. So my prayer is that we go into the world and understand this love, understand the character of God. Look at this uh, scripture, um, Ephesians three eighteen. My prayer is that you 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 uh, you ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes so that you can have an understanding of this love of God. So you can understand the love of God. Look at what Ephesians 3.18 says. Then you will be rooted and grounded in love. Why you be rooted and grounded? He says, how can you be rooted and grounded? When you understand the love of God, Understanding the law of God gives you an understanding how to plant love in your heart, how to walk in love. Let me read it again. It says, Then you'll be rooted and grounded in love, may have power, together with all saints, to comprehend the length, the width, the depth, the, sorry, the height, the depth of his love, to know the love of Christ that surpasses on knowledge, and you will be filled to the measure of the of the fullness of God. The key is for us to understand the love. Of, look, we can walk in. We can walk around this thing. We can we can be tiptoeing about around the love of God. We might think we know the love of God, but until you have understanding of the love of God. Somebody can do you wrong and you'll be praying for them. Somebody might, you, it, it's not only when we go through situations, but somebody can, can pin you down. But in your heart, you're loving them. You're praying for them. Wiggle Swartz. Wiggle Swartz is, is, he was, he was a British, is a British, um, uh, evangelist. But before he was a British evangelist, Wiggle Swartz was a plumber. And his wife was a Christian. His wife would go to church and she would come back and he would come back. There was one, one time that the woman went to church. She went for night vigil. So she came back. When she came back, the husband says, didn't I tell you to stop going to this church? And he says, he says, but uh, you know, but we need to go to church. You know, we need God in our life. She says, if if you want to go to church, you say you want to go to church, then sleep outside. Go outside. So she he pushed her outside, locked the door. It was snowing outside. And they live in they live in a cottage, like some remote part of London. So there's there's no neighbors. The neighbors are not around. 
So she sits at the at the at the at the doorstep. Snow comes down, cold, freezing. She has a jacket, but she's freezing. Six o'clock in the morning. He opens the door. He sees the girl, the woman there. The woman goes in and says, Hi, good morning, sir. How are you? What do you want for breakfast? What do you want for breakfast? He says, I want uh, scrambled eggs and... Uh, so she, she was making it in with her jacket because she's cold. She's making the thing with her jacket. Wukus comes to, comes to, to her and says, I want this Jesus that you have. Because the love that you're showing to me, it's, 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 it's beyond understanding. I want this Jesus. This is the Jesus I want. We need to understand, we need to understand the character of God, which is love. You and I will be able to interact with him with this extraordinary way. When you love someone, you trust that person, you will, you will feel comfortable around that person, you always want to be around that person. Love does this to, for us. When we understand the love of God, we always want to be around God. You don't, I don't have to push you to tell you read Bible. You read the Bible. I don't have to push you to tell you, be, be thinking about what excites God. I don't have to push you to do that. You don't have to be pushed. You don't, you don't have to be pronged. You know, it was just recently that I then understood when, when uh, my, my, uh, our pastor man used to say that this Hollywood, they are demons. I didn't understand it. I, you know, I was like, why is he saying that? I just recently just clicked on, clicked to me like, man, there's so much, the, the, the way, the, the way they think, the way they, the, the infiltrates all these sexual activities. They, they put it right in your face. But the thing about it is, us Christians, we don't understand it because what happened? You know why we don't understand it? We haven't embedded ourselves in the love of God. And if we embed yourself in the love of God, you not want to be attached to something that is evil. You want to be attached to something that is, is godly. You want to immerse yourself. Now, your spiritual antennas are God, God told me, he says, that one movie, he says, don't watch it. He says, don't watch it. Man, the things, don't watch it. The love of God, that's what the love of God does to, to us. First Corinthians, First Corinthians 13, 7. He says, First Corinthians 13, 7, 13, verse 7. He says, love is a safe place of shelter. For it never stops believing the best of, for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. Love never gives up. First Corinthians thirteen seven. If you can read it in passion, because that's why I got this 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 verse. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops stops believing the best of others. For others, it says, love never takes failure as defeat. For it never gives up. Love never gives up. Love never gives up. You know, the, sometimes, yes, you get aggravated. You know, the situation, I got so aggravated and I was like, why, why, dude, why you, what? You know, I, and I saw myself praying for the person. I saw myself praying, laying my hands on the person and say, God, help me. That's the love of God. You know, you know. I was listening to this. Uh, I'm almost done. I was listening to this, um, uh, this, this Pastor Mohammed. Pastor Mohammed is, you know, is, is Saudi. He's a Saudi, he's a Saudi um, man. That is, his background is, is Islam. And he got converted. He says, look, right now is prime time. It's a prime time for 
for Christians to go and convert the the, the Muslim the, the Muslim uh, countries because right now if you can show them the love of God they will come running because people are them they're killing they're killing themselves bombing up themselves but it's the love of God that was it attracts people it attracts people look let me tell you something love is contagious when you love somebody the person comes and that's why that that's why when a new when you have when there's a new convert you just don't leave the person you love on them because he's new he doesn't know any better you love on them you appreciate them everybody wants love i'm going to close with this 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 um this teaching with an example there was this young boy i i, I thought I, I, somebody somebody sent it to me on a video this long time ago but the lord just impressed it to my heart I, I i shared it one time in one of i think in church long time ago but i'll share it again he says this boy and his father this yet eight year old boy and his father they'll go around every saturday every saturday they go around and they'll be sharing tracks to everybody be sharing tracks God loves you. God loves you. So one day his, his father, the boy's father was not feeling well. So the, 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 father, the, the boy says, Daddy, I'm still going to go and share the tracks because that's what we're supposed to do. So the, the father says, don't go, don't, don't go too far. He says, no, I'm, I'm just going to just share like two or three people down the road. So this boy goes to this woman's house and knocks on the door. And knocks and knocks and knocks and knocks and knocks and knocks. For almost like 30 minutes, he was knocking. Because he was hearing some things in the, in the end. So he felt somebody's in there. So let me keep knocking. So he knock and knock and knock and knock and knock and knock. Then some woman comes, open the door, and he hands her the track. And the track says something. And the boy says, God loves you. Madame, God really loves you. And he runs away. And she looks, she sits down, she looks at the, the track and starts to weep. But what happened was, at the back of every track, you have the church's um, address. So she decides to go to this church. So they have testimony night. As they have testimony night, she's, she's sitting, she, they say, whoever has testimony could come out. So she comes out, she tells her, her story to the pastor. The pastor says, no problem, share. So the, 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 she shares it. She says, you know, there's this young boy that came. I kept on, he knocked the first time. I, I had a noose. I had a noose. I was about to commit suicide. I had a noose. I, a, rope. a rope. With a noose. With a noose. She was about to kill herself. She, was about to kill herself. she hung it. And she put the chair. She's about to put her head and she hears a knock. And she says, wow, maybe this knock will get leave so that I can just do what I have to do. And the person kept on knocking and knocking and knocking. And knocking and knocking and knocking. So she got so irritated, like, who is this person that knocking on this door? There's this, this is continuous knocking. This is incredible. Let me go and see who this person is. So she opens the door because the guy is small. She opens the door and she doesn't see anybody. She's about to close the door. The woman, then some, some young boy says, hey, madam. And she looks down and says, oh, you were knocking? She's like, yeah, but God loves you. And she, she says when she closed the door, she started to weep because her husband died five years ago and they didn't have kids. So there was nobody to look after her. And in the neighborhood is miserable. There's nobody. So nobody comes to check on her. She's so miserable. So in her mindset, what's the point of living? But when she now said, God loves me, what triggered in her heart was, God has a purpose for me. God has... He still has a purpose for me. 
For you to say God loves me, he says, he still has something that he has for me. So she started coming to church. And he started to love on her. And that's what church is all about. That's what church is all about. Church is about a family of believers that love one another. That has compassion for one another. You can decide not to say anything and come to church. But you, it means that you're not part of the sheepfold. But the key is that God wants us to love one another. To show his love to other people. And that's key. And that's the, that's the main the main crux of the matter. And that's one thing we need to understand. You know, at times, you know, my son aggravates me or talks to me, does stuff that it's just like, oh my goodness, well, he's five. But today I found myself praying for him and praying with him that God help me. Because that's the love. That's that's love. You know, he's my son. That's that's the love of God. God wants us to love one another. And when you're not showing love to another person, you are missing it. You're not acting in God. The Bible says, when you act in when you act when you act in God, you, your your fruit is love. You start to love others. Now you're showing the love of God to others. You start to show it. People start to say, whoa, there's something about this person. Because people are watching us. Let's don't, let's don't fool ourselves. People are watching us. Is it that your children are watching you? People are on the outside are watching you? People are watching to see what kind of person are you? Are you going to love? Or are you not going to love? That's the thing. That's the question. How's your mouth? Is your mouth terrible? How does your mouth, when you speak something, do you condemn or you, do you lift up? Do you lift up somebody or do you condemn the person? How's your actions towards them? Are, are you called to... You're not called to condemn people. All you're called to do is to love on them, pray for them, ask God to change them, ask God to change you. Because, you know, the thing is, the key is, is a two-way street. God has to change you and call, change them too. God can change them, but you are still the same. Then there's, there's no change going on. You won't understand when God has changed them. So my prayer is that we have an understanding of this love, of this love, so we know what it is. We know what it is. I know it's hard. I'm not going to tell you it's not hard. It's hard. But you need to sub, you need to put your flesh under. And say no. I'm going to walk by the Holy Spirit. I'm going to walk to by, walk by the Holy Spirit to love that person that doesn't like me. Somebody said to me one time. He says, you know, said something very horrible to me. And I said to I said to the person the person was a messenger. He said something. Now, this person said, I should tell you that, you know, this is... So I said, could you pass the message back to them that I will love them with every fiber of my being? We need to start to love as Christians. We need to know what it loves, what love is all about. We need to go asking God, ask the Holy Spirit, how can I love? Show me how to actually love somebody. How to really love like God loved the church, like God loves me and you. And when you do understand that, look, it's God that will impress it in your heart. You start to do things that people will wonder, like, ah, why is this? That's, that's love. God is opening, opening your eyes to, to the depth of his love, to the height of his love, to the length of his love, to the width of his love. He's opening your eyes to walk like he did on this earth. And when you do, you have an understanding. 
Now you can you can actually the Bible says greater works would you do? We're able to do greater works. We're able to do more than what Christ did on this earth. But are we going to allow him? Are we going to love? Praise the Lord. Uh, I can't close without inviting some anyone and all who haven't received Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. It's important, you know, we're talking about the love of God. You wouldn't even understand. You would be thinking that the love of God is the same, the same as the love, the way the love in, in this world. The way the love in this world is very conditional. You know, it's conditional upon what you do for me. You do for me, I do for you. That, that's not it. The love of God is unconditional. So if you haven't received Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, it's, it's, you, know, you can easily do that by just praying this prayer. And when you do, believe it, in, really believe it in depth. Believe it that this is what you want. Think about it. Do you want, do you want Jesus? If you really do, then you pray the prayer. And as soon as you pray the prayer, the Bible says you're born again. So let's pray. It says, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Your word says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm calling on you. I pray and ask Jesus to come into my heart and be and be Lord over my life. According to Romans 10, 9 to 10. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth that the Lord Jesus let me read it. It says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth that the Lord Jesus the Lord Jesus and shall believe in their heart that God has raised him from the dead, that shall be saved. For with the for the heart, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. I, I confess. That Jesus, that Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. I'm born again. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. I, I just I applaud you. You have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can now go to church. You go to church and you have, and you dig deep into an understanding the love of God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.